I'm Emily. And I'm Tanner. And you're listening to the Sencia Podcast, a conversation about simplicity. Hey, what's up, everybody? We hope you've had an awesome week. Um, Today, we're here to talk to you about a topic that we really care about a lot um, and that we hope we can kind of combat by moving on to a tiny sailboat, and that is consumer culture. So we are going to kind of discuss what consumerism is and how we plan to combat it Mm -hmm. um, and kind of how creativity plays into that. So here we go. Tanner, what do you think consumerism is? Talk to us about consumerism. So I did a little research, found the definition, because I didn't know off the top of my head exactly what it was. But consumerism is the idea that increasing consumption of goods and services purchased in the market is always a desirable goal, and that a person's well-being and happiness depends fundamentally on obtaining consumer goods and material possessions. Consumerism refers to a tendency of people living in a capitalist economy to engage in a lifestyle of excessive materialism that revolves around reflexive, wasteful, or conspicuous overconsumption. In this sense, consumerism is widely understood to contribute to the destruction of traditional values and ways of life, exploitation of consumers by big business, environmental degradation, and negative psychological effects. So... What do you think some of the advantages and disadvantages are for consumerism? So what you're saying is that consumerism is basically the tendency of people to want to buy things to accumulate happiness, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's basically how the economy is. Right. So big business kind of wins and the consumer thinks they're winning, but really we're going to talk about the ways that maybe they're not. So what do you think some of the advantages and disadvantages are for consumerism? So we talked a little bit about the economy. Obviously, in the world we live in, the more products are out there, the more we're buying, the more money we're spending, the better the economy is. Um, Just as simple as it gets, right? Which leads to an increased production of goods and services. So more stuff out there, more competition, and also ultimately a rise in GDP. Um, Just basically economic success. So people like business owners, industry workers, owners of resources, these people um, who are kind of at the forefront of the money and power game can profit off of sales, obviously. Um, And they're going to be constantly pushing consumerism so that people buy their products so that they can make more money. It's kind of the way the economy works. So there are advantages, obviously. you know, we want a strong economy in our country, but there's also some disadvantages that kind of get swept under the rug, which can include, you know, destructive creation where the outcome of this new technology or product or service or whatever can outweigh the benefits of creating it. And this happens with all of these products that are just cheaply made, um, kind of, we're just trying to get products out there so that we can make money without really thinking about the, um, you know, the, cost of creating these things in other ways um we were talking today we think you know single use objects and products are a really good example of this like so it it creates a new service like we're talking about napkins right so creates a new product um obviously that's going to catch on because it's super convenient you know you don't want to have to wash a hand towel every time you go to a restaurant so napkins were created but 
this is just a product that you use one time and then you throw it away. So like the benefits of this are very, very short lived, whereas the costs of this are accumulating waste and eventually, you know, a lot of pollution and destruction environmentally. And, you know, using resources that potentially may not come back. Right. For sure. Um, So, I mean, like, does this convenience really outweigh the benefit? What are the environmental impacts? Like, we're seeing the fruition of all of that now. So um, these are kind of the things that can become disadvantages of consumerism along with, you know, pollution, waste disposal issues, resource depletion like we talked about. Um, And then along with all of that, you know, we have the psychological and, um, like, human issues that come along with consumerism which are an increase in anxiety and depression the whole keeping up with the joneses thing where everybody is constantly needing to buy the next big thing and like tanner talked about in the beginning in the definition you know the tendency to buy things in search for happiness and so i think that that is even one of the greatest disadvantages of consumerism is that it's this cyclical thing that like it just can't stop once you start it it just keeps going and going and going and you know like example is like you buy a new phone every year every time they come out with a new one like you have to buy it and it just it never ends so um we you know we're not against buying things we've talked about the fact that like material possessions make us happy sometimes that's what it is I mean we're about to buy a bow it's a material possession like we're super excited about it so like you're going to buy things and that's not the point. The point is just to think about it a little bit and to um, maybe find ways to reduce the amount of consumer like attitude that we have towards buying things. So what is our, one of our proposed solutions that we have and what should we do to overcome this consumer culture? I would say creation. And I don't necessarily mean creating things from the ground up, um, but, you know, recycling old items and reusing them, recreating things, um, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, salvaging things, going and finding, you know, recycled stuff that you can use it for other practical things. I mean, um, when it comes to food, though, um, I think being as intimate with the food, with your food that you eat, that you can be is great. I mean, knowing where your food comes from and being in that chain, um, somewhere in the chain from, you know, if you're can catch your own fish, you know, fillet your own fish, cook your own fish, you know, or if you can grow your own vegetables or herbs, or at least, you know, getting to, you know, go to a farmer's market and actually meet the people who planted and raised the vegetables instead of having no clue where your food comes from at all. No idea where your vegetables are grown. You don't know how they were taken care of. You know, you don't know what's on them. You don't know how the animals that you're consuming, if you do consume meat, where they came from. And I mean, yeah, I think being a part of that chain is definitely um, important because it definitely is going to change your outlook on what you're putting into your body. And the same thing when we're buying things, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I mean, buying things that you don't know where it came from, you don't know the quality of it. I mean, I I like to, and I'm going to do it a lot on the boat, I think is, you know, just doing boat projects, creating your own things. I mean, most of the things that we have or that need to be maintained or fixed, you can do them yourself. People just don't do them. They don't have time. They don't care to find out how something works. They don't want to know. And so they just pay someone 
for that time or for that, you know, expertise rather than learning that skill yourself so that in the future you can just fix it yourself. Well, and also just like being closer to that chain, like you were saying with food, the same thing can apply when you're buying products, like knowing where it came from, knowing like buying local, buying local stuff, buying from people who are hand making things like it's we've gotten to this point where, you know, everything's made in China. We all know that. And it's like we're paying basically nothing for these goods so we can just buy whatever we want and it's just multiplying whereas like if we were being a little bit more intentional about what we were buying and being closer to where it's coming from the same way that you said about food I think you know we'd be a lot more thoughtful about what we were buying and we would know where stuff was coming from and we might spend a little bit more and we would value the good a little bit more so yeah and I think you know you're gonna maybe pay more sometimes for things that were made in America or made in the town that you live in or, you know, whatever. If the food was came from a farm in your town, like it may cost more. Um, and that's just kind of the, you know, a disadvantage, I guess, of going against consumerism. I mean, if you want to buy everything from China, that there's a reason it's all being produced in China because it's cheap. But is it ethical? You know, do you know who is creating those things? Do you know the material it's made out of? I mean, this is a decision that you have to make for yourself, something that I need to look at more of. But um, yeah, those types of things are important, especially if you want to support local businesses, you know, local farmers and things like that. So supporting creation, I think is even just as important as creating things yourself, you know, like supporting people who deserve your support, you know, like, um, not supporting people who make things unethically and, not buying the cheapest thing because you're just gonna it's gonna break or it's gonna fall apart and you're gonna throw it away and contribute even more to that waste factor so people who you know refurbish things buying things from thrift stores you know just just things like that it can apply to a lot of different things in life okay so talking about creation and being in that chain what does that look like practically um yeah so like i was kind of saying we were just talking at dinner tonight actually about how different the world would look if the goal of everything we were doing of societies and businesses was to create quality multifunctionality and you know things that would last a long time versus what it is now of like creating products for the cost factor and not caring if they don't last a long time because then you're just going to go buy it again and they're going to make more money off of it and so I think um, what we were talking about as far as you know um, knowing where your stuff is coming from, reusing things. Uh, we think that, you know, the biggest part of creativity is the whole reduce, reuse, recycle, right? Like we learned that when we were kids, like reduce the amount of things that you're buying, reuse things, don't use single use plastics, for example. I'm sure we're going to talk about this a million times, but it just, it's just not cost effective. It's not like good for the environment. It's just, it's a bunch of waste. Um, and then, you know, recycle things. So like either instead of throwing things away, create something new out of it or donate it or sell it even. Um, just don't just throw things away because you're done with them, right? Um, another thing I was thinking when I think of like creation over consumption is um, social media, which is this huge part of our life these days. And if you can use social media as a creative outlet and focus on the things you're creating 
over the things you're consuming. I think it would be a much healthier environment and atmosphere that we have with social media. Like, for example, we're all sitting there scrolling through our Instagram pages, and I'm guilty of it too. Like, I understand it's it's an addictive thing, and they do that on purpose, right? Um, but, like, what if I spent, if I made it intentional and I spent more time creating things on social media that were productive and good for the world and actually like had a positive message versus just sitting there scrolling through something and I think this can apply to a lot of things like sitting there watching tv or just consuming versus like putting out good things into the world and making the world a better place so I think it doesn't just apply to like material goods it applies to like just everything in life just try to create more than you consume and I don't mean like create useless things right we are talking about positive content we're talking about creative like building things and you know products that will help people you know we're not talking about just creating you know anything just to put out products into the world because that's kind of what consumerism is that we're that we're against but um another thing could be like buying only what you need so uh we were listening to a podcast today the minimalist vegan podcast and they were talking about um, doing like a wish list, like having a list of all the things you want in your phone or something. And like when you're about to buy something, check your wish list and be like, oh, like this isn't on there. There's all these other things that I want that I should probably buy or that I need that I should probably buy before this random thing that popped up on my Instagram that I think looks cool, right? So like having some intentionality over what you're buying and not just like buying for the sake of buying. And it's still, you can still make it fun, right? Like I know I like shopping, I get it, right? But like if you have these things that you need on this list, then when you go shopping, you can buy those things versus just like buying whatever looks nice, right? So just a little bit more intentionality of it. So speaking of creation, um, what are some experiences that you've had creating or reusing or whatever, recycling something. And how does that make you feel versus just buying something at the store? So for me, it's probably mostly around like hunting and fishing. So anybody who, if you talk to anyone who hunts and fishes, they would probably relate to this, that a lot of people who kind of are against hunting and whatnot is, you know, they may not, they're never in the chain in any point. And inserting yourself into that chain or really understanding that whole process gives you just like this kind of link to like who you are or who we are have, have been as people for thousands of years. It just feels different. I mean, you know everything about, you know, where the animal came from to how it was, you know, how its life ended and then how it became food on your table. You know everything about it. It's not like this, you know, muscle wrapped in a piece of plastic at the store that you just showed up and bought. Like... It's a very different feeling. Um, same with fishing. It's and it just feels it feels you know, it feels better. It feels right. It feels like that's the way it should be. You being a part of the process from the beginning to the end, um, and then doing stuff like woodworking projects. Like we built your table in your kitchen, and it was one hundred percent recycled. That was kind of cool. I really like that. And I free wood from the dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> dump, dumpster wood. <laughs> we went dumpster diving in the dark one time. It yeah. was great. Um, but yeah, I think. I like that about boat projects. I think it's pretty cool to see people take recycled materials but make them look as good, if not better, than what it was originally or what may be new. Um, 
Or just fix something that you yeah. have rather than replacing it. Or right? fix something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of those, you know, things on a boat, you can fix them. Um, and a lot of times it can be cheaper than buying a brand new thing. Or if you just learn how it works, you can fix it. Or go find a, you know, used version of it and it'll work, you know. But just paying someone else to deal with your problem and throwing it in the trash or something is, I don't know. I just don't like that mindset. I feel like I'm going to attempt to fix and do my own projects on the boat until I basically just can't do them. That's going to be my mindset, I think. What about you? So Tanner and I have very different views on food, but I will say it's, we have the same values behind them. So he's talking about hunting and fishing where I don't eat meat, um, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, part of it is the ethical. A lot of it is health-related. I'm sure that will be talked about in the future too. But um, the ethical reasons for not eating meat have a lot to do with the sustainability issues and the way that it creates all this waste and wear and tear on the environment and how they're just, they're not treated properly. They're not, you know, it's, you're not in the chain. You're not you don't respect the animal that you're eating because it's just this, it's a consumer faction, right? It's just like, it's part of that consumer chain where they're just producing as much as they possibly can without thinking about the consequences. And so, um, similar like to what he was saying about hunting and fishing, my version of that is just, you know, eating plants and (laughs) creating meals out of it. And I feel like when I eat out at restaurants and stuff like whereas some of the time it's super fun and it's like a social thing and it's a community thing and I do enjoy doing that I feel a lot better about what I eat when I create it myself um when I'm cooking when I'm I love I would love to grow my own plants Tanner knows that I'm not I do not have a green thumb at all I try though and I will continue to try it until I can keep something alive but the idea of just like you know, knowing where it comes from and being able to like put that hard work into it, it just, it makes you feel so much better about what you're doing. And it also just, um, kind of makes you understand the work that goes into it. You know, like I'm sure you feel the same way about hunting. Like it's, it's not just buying a, it's a lot harder than going and buying a steak at the store. Right. Same thing with like vegetables, you know, like buying it from a farmer's market or create like growing it yourself. Like you just know the hard work that goes into it versus, just buying it from these giant plants. Yeah, I think your values towards yeah plants are the same as yeah. I, I would have, which I also eat plants. Like, I don't yeah. eat plants. <laughs> he does. Um, but I bring the same value to the meat that yeah. I would eat, right. that I would, I, I would want to know exactly where it comes from, just yeah. like you. You want to know what's been put on it, right. where it came from. You know, I, I would want to know where it came from and what it's been eating. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, when you get meat at the store, unless it's, a trusted organic farm raised whatever you know who knows what they were injecting those animals with mm-hmm. i don't know so yeah it's so, risky so i think that also just applies to that like like not falling into the trap of consumerism and just i know it's cheaper like i know it's easier but maybe just trying to be have a little bit more of a hand in it than um, just taking the easy way out. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I felt, (laughs) I felt really good about this table that we made. It was, um, not great, but 
it was free and it was really cool and i just it was functional it was it works it works (laughs) it works it's It's a great table it fits exactly the measurements i wanted um and like i was looking at these tables and it was going to cost me like 500 dollars for this table that i wanted we literally made it for free um so it's like it's just a matter it's i mean i like saving money but it's just a matter of like not buying things that you don't need to buy in the end and i think i'm really excited to continue that I mean, I've only made one table, so I'm not an expert. Yeah. Have you never been to like restaurants that or businesses that do like almost all of its recycled materials, yeah, like pallet wood? Yeah, it's got its own yeah. like vibe to it. Yeah. Like I like it. I totally. think it's cool. So. so not only do you save money, you save a lot of other things. The environment is one of them. Um, and, you know, I just think the more we can do that, the better off we're, we're going to be. Um, so... Why did we choose creation over consumerism? Yeah, I mean, we would choose creation over consumerism because of, you know, several different things. But, you know, the big ones are quality versus quantity. I mean, just the napkin versus the tea towel or the hand towel. I don't know why I keep saying tea towel. I'm like British or something. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Um, if you And we were talking about this at dinner also when we were having the napkin conversation. It's like, what logic is it? to continually produce (laughs) napkins that you throw away after it touches anything or if it even just sits on the table um, versus having a hand towel that you could use for, you know, if it's at your house, five to 10 years, Mm -hmm. if it's in a restaurant, maybe a year, I don't know, but still like, but because people don't want to touch a towel that someone else has touched or something. I mean, you use the dishes, Mm -hmm. they get washed and reused constantly. Same with the silverware. It's been in someone else's mouth. So I don't know. I just, that's just a weird thing. It's like, if you think about that with all of the different things that we one time use throw away, Mm -hmm. why? (laughs) And there's already multi-use products of the same thing that are higher Mm -hmm. quality that last for years. So why are we just choosing to continually throw away plastic cups? Like we were talking about the COVID thing and Hey, I mean, business apps stay alive. There's regulations and I don't know what they all are, where everybody's at, but we were talking about you know, when Corona hit here in the U.S., um, businesses started doing or restaurants started doing takeout only mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let you touch plates and cups. Mm-hmm. Even if you could dine in, like when they had like a few tables available, you still like weren't allowed to use the dishes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm I'm not a scientist, so I don't know if that's actually relevant to the virus, but it's I just... It, a lot of waste. Yeah, you're literally sure. every single restaurant almost in the U.S. just turned to like... 100 yeah. percent throwaway plastics which is you know i mean that's not great so yeah yeah okay so uh and then so quality versus quantity obviously um and then and sometimes you know you pay for that right yeah a lot of times there's this convenience and cheap factor but mm-hmm. when you pay a lot of i mean every, a lot of people know those i mean you sometimes quality you pay for it but it i mean it's worth it um and then so being connected to the process we we're talking about knowing where your food comes from knowing where the items or the items that you own, actually knowing how they work or how to work on them or where they came from, if you recycled things or, I don't know. Um, and then limiting your waste and impact, which goes along with not using single-use anything if you can help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so, and also less judgment around material goods, you know, trying to always have the newest thing or, you know, whatever, when you may not even need it, and you probably don't need it. Now that we've kind of discussed, you know, consumerism, what it is, what we kind of think of when we talk about creation and sort of the differences and um, 
how do we plan to implement some of those ideas we've talked about when we start to live aboard Sincia? Yeah, so we've talked about a couple of these things, but um, we really want to drastically limit the amount of single-use things that we have. And I mean, obviously it's necessary because we're going to be living on a boat and we're not going to have unlimited trash can space or anything like that. Um, but or also, space period. Yeah, just space period. Like we want things that are going to last over time. We're not going to have access to just buy whatever we need all the time. Um, and we want things that are multi-purpose that we can use for multiple different things to save space. So um, that's something that, you know, is kind of forced because we're moving into this tiny space, but it's also a really great way to combat that consumer mindset. Um, so limiting our waste, obviously. Um, we plan to have solar and wind generators on our um, boat. And so we're trying to create kind of sustainable and renewable energy for us, which um, obviously is a money-saving thing, but also just allows us to live off the grid, um, allows us to make a little bit of a mark on just reducing um, the amount of resources that are used just from what we're doing. And we know it's not a lot, but, you know, a lot of people doing little things can really add up. So we're going to do that. Um, we also are trying to buy local and buy fresh um, as much as possible. So it's probably easier when you're living on a boat to just go and buy like all the processed food you possibly can because it lasts forever, right? Um, but we... A, we don't really think that that's super healthy and we just really um, value healthy eating. And so, um, but B, we also think that not only is that wasteful, it's also just you're disconnected from what you're eating. So we want to support local businesses. We want to buy local food if we can. Um, we want to catch our own fish if we can as much as possible. Um, you know, some hunting for some lobsters and things like that that would cost $50 a plate at a restaurant. Um, just doing things like that, trying to, um, you know, even forage for food if we can, just staying closer to nature and not, not buying those consumer um, goods as much. Obviously, we're going to have canned food and stuff like that, but we just, we want to, um, you know, not buy into all the marketing schemes and buy all of the chips and the candy and stuff like that all the time except for buffalo pretzel chips. <laughs> okay yeah that's our, our one weakness that's it <laughs> um yeah and so we also um are even trying to portray these values in our merchandise and our swag that we're putting out there so we have um these eco-friendly hats that we ordered um which are made of organic cotton um, and recycled materials, and we got them from a reputable source um, that we vetted and that we read about, and that is part of 1% for the planet, and they um, are consciously trying to produce goods that are good for the environment, and um, yeah, they're a little bit more expensive than if you're buying, you know, $1 hats made from China, but they're made of, um, you know, ingredients or whatever the word is I'm looking for materials that um, are not just going to fall apart and they're not just going to um, it's not just you know sourced from you know slave labor and unethical <laughs> means unethical means yes exactly um, we also are getting some sweet yetis with um, our awesome sailboat logo on them and the reason is yeti is known for their sustainability efforts as well. And they, 
you know, it's preventing single use items. We, you know, you can use that forever. It's going to last you forever and you never have to, you know, use another paper coffee cup or plastic cup or whatever. And it also and quality quality. They work pretty keeps good. Things real cold. A lot better than a single use plastic yeah. or a paper coffee cup. Or um, whatever it is. And once we, I'm, we're eventually going to do some shirts and things like that. And we plan to do the same thing. there, just, um, making things quality and not just, you know, trying to nickel and dime everything and make all the money that we can. Cause it's not really our goal here. Um, we want to promote a good message and, you know, show you guys what we're up to. We don't need to like, you know, make a hundred dollars off of our merchandise or whatever. Um, so we have, these things are just more important to us than, than the, the power and the money and the fame and everything else. So that's just another way we're going to implement, um, the, you know, creation of our consumerism ideals that we've talked about once we move on to our vote. Um, and we really hope that we'll learn a lot. Um, we hope that maybe you guys could give us some tips too. Um, write in the comments or write to us and tell us about ways that you have recycled, that you've reused things, that you know, you've fixed things. Um, we're gonna need all the help we can get. So um, talk to us about ways that you have used your creativity um, to overcome and combat these consumer culture ideals that are coming up in our society and we'd love to hear it yeah and i think it's important to say like we're not preaching like to everybody like you need to never use a single use again yeah nobody's perfect we aren't either i think it's just we're just having a conversation about our thoughts on it and how the you know our plan for the future to start to become less and less um you know reliant on consumerism stuff and to be as as self-sustaining and to be most uh as conscious as possible about the things that we're using. I think that's really the point. The point is just a little bit more intentionality, right? Just to think about things and to yeah, dive exactly. a little deeper into like what's actually behind all the things that we do. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. So what do you get? You got anything else? Or are we closing it out? See you next week. Peace. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Sincia podcast. Please like rate, comment, or share if you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to support us, you can by subscribing to our YouTube channel or Patreon, where you can get some additional content and some cool swag. Check out our website at sailingsincia.com, where you can learn more about us and our mission and links to all the content we produce each week. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.